0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You're live, everybody, on
2: Coffee Party USA Radio, COCW's Canna Corner with Candace Dyer. Hey, everyone. What's up? My name is Candace Dyer, and I'm with COCW's Canna Corner. We are brought to you live by Coffee Party USA Radio and the Human Solution International as well. We got a great show today. Sorry, y'all. I'm trying to make sure I can see y'all's comments and say hi to everybody while we're doing the show. I always like to be able to interact with y'all, and that way if you got questions or anything, I can always try and get to them. So today I'm doing the uh, – we've got Paul Tay, which is running for mayor, and he'll be on around 730. And we've got Stephen Moose which is dealing with a CPS case and they took his son and he's going to come on and tell a story. But first, before we get to that, I will have some announcements to make. Of course, we've got some events coming up. Arlington. Are y'all ready? I know I am. I'm so ready to get back out there. We will be practicing safe distancing and, but we will be heading um, outside Raising Cane's in Arlington again. Um, Dan, And Janet Rock out there, they are our organizers for uh, Arlington Walks, and they do a great job, and I just love them to death. They're great people. So they kick ass out there in Arlington. They are starting a walk, um, like I said, outside of Raising Cane's. It will be from 2 to 420. So if you all come out, um, any new people that come out to see us, I will be giving them a gift. A Walk for Change, Willow Creek Springs, Chapstick, Um, Willow Creek Springs, um, Joe Grumbine's company. They are great products, and they donated um, all these little lip balms, CBD, all natural lip balms, coconut, coconut oil, I guess, is what they're made of, and they're really good stuff. I use it all the time. So if you come out to see us at the Walk in Arlington, I will personally give you one of these for free. And come hold a sign, say hi, get our flyers. We're passing out right now. We're letting people know about the Walk for Change. Um, the Walk for Change will continue on, y'all. It's still going. It won't be Walk for Change 2020 anymore. It'll be Walk for Change 2021. But it is still going. We are still doing this. So um, if you want to get involved, go to wwwwalk And we will be walking across America for all humans' rights, not just cannabis prohibition, but, of course, that's one of the reasons I'm walking. Um, And we're going to be going all the way across America. We're going to be starting in Southern California and going all the way to Washington, D.C. I believe they said February 2021, I think. I've got so many dates in my head, y'all. I'll have to look it up. But I'll make sure and put the links of the Walk for Change actually right now in the thumbs. There we go. Walk for Change, y'all. Y'all want to go check them out? Go check them out. Okay, so Walk for Change is also hosting a virtual town hall Saturday, July 25th um, from 3 to 6. The last town hall was so informational. I learned a lot. I'm really excited about sitting through this one and listening. They had doctors. They had all kinds of um, nurses, people that knew what they were talking about, very informational. And so, you know, because of the corona and stuff, we're having to do things a little different now. And we're used to getting out there and being hands-on, boots on the ground. So all of us boots on the ground people have been antsy, and the only way that we can really make a difference and do stuff right now with the way things are going is this way. Internet, y'all. It's an amazing thing. We can go and we can get out there and we can get our word out And we can tell people, and education is the key to legalization. Most people who don't understand the benefits of cannabis, you have to teach them. And so the best way to do that is to do town halls like this, educational ones, so that people can learn. While you're sitting at home, you can get out your phone and learn something, get involved, do something, make a difference, because... That's the only way we're going to change things around here. Our kids have to live in this world, y'all. Look at this world around you. Is this something you want to leave to your children? Or is there something that you want to change? And if there's something that you want to change, you're asking, well, what do I do? How do I make a difference? They'll walk for change. It's uniting everybody together. We're walking from one side of the country to the other. There will be a huge, huge statement there, y'all, to see that. And... uh we wanna be peaceful and stuff, but we wanna we wanna make get our point across. We wanna get our point across that we're done with all these injustices. Not just cannabis, but there's so many injustices right now in the world. Our police force is militarized. Um we've got people going to jail for a plant, we any kind of drug in my opinion. It's not hurting anybody but them. So why why make them tear their families apart for something like that? It's crazy. Um, But anyway, there's so many injustices, I could sit here and go on and on, and the only way to make a difference is to stand up and do something about it. So, walk for change, y'all, 4 Cool deal, and we have COCW's third annual Texas Canifest. Y'all, we are kind of sad to say that we had to cancel, so we won't be at Crystal Beach this year. Um, we were all very disappointed, and it was going to be an amazing, amazing event. Um, but the, what we're going to do is we're going to take the event that we had this year, move it to next year, but we're still doing this event live for all of y'all on the Internet. Brought to you live from Cannabis Open Carry Walk. So from, on Saturday, <laughs> September 5th. We will be having the uh, third annual Texas Cannabis Marathon. It will be September 5th, like I said, from 2 to 8 p.m. So, y'all, mark your calendars. You don't want to miss Cannabis. It's going to be amazing. We've got the Sarge and his team out there. We've got KM420 Radio and their team out there. And they are just there to show you a great time and educate you on the powers of cannabis and why we need it and why it needs to not be illegal anymore. Um, There will be millions, not millions, sorry, lots of speakers and great ones, great, great speakers. you got Karen Reeves from Team Centech. We've got Russell Longhammer. We've got Tanya Sand. She's my girl. I love that girl. She is so sick, and she still gets on the radio and gets on the Internet and tells y'all her story because she is just so passionate because she's going through it. Her family's going through it. And not only that, but she's a nurse, so she she knew she knew all everything they told you about cannabis at the hospital and stuff. And um, so her going through that is just amazing. She'll be out there speaking. We'll have Joe Grumbine speaking. Bobby Rodrigo, the man behind the curtain, will be out there speaking. I mean, amazing speakers, y'all. So I'll put the internet in the link here after the show for the Canifest the virtual town hall and all that, so y'all can check them out. I told you about Arlington and the virtual town hall meeting and Cannafest. So those were the events that I needed to let y'all know about. I hope you can join us for all of them. They're going to be great. So uh, I guess I will go ahead and introduce our first guest. His name is Stephen Moose he is going through a horrible time right now with CPS and i want wanted to invite him on and kind of get y'all to to hear his story give him a voice let y'all hear what he's going through cuz it's horrible hey stephen i see your audio is connecting Okay, you're muted. Touch your screen, and you'll see a little mic. Touch that and unmute. There you go. Heck, yeah. Hi, Steven. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Is the audio all right? I'm having a trouble hearing you, I think, maybe.
1: He's
2: not, he's not broadcasting. He's not? Oh, does he got to accept it?
1: No, he's not muted, but his, his mic is not working for some reason.
2: Hmm. Maybe, maybe, Stephen, why don't you get out of the app and try to come back in to that link again, if you can hear me, and see if that works. Your audio is not working. Okay. There he is. Oh, there you are. I see you now
1: there you go in
2: again. No, it's gone again.
1: Can you hear me now?
2: Yeah, I can hear you now.
1: Well, that's weird. I can't. Um, it's only when I go off the app, but it's open in the background. It's the only time you can hear
2: me. Right. Weird. Yeah, that's crazy. That's all right. We'll roll with it. How are you doing right. today?
1: Oh, not too bad. I've had better days.
2: Right. Have you got to see your son? Recently?
1: Oh, uh, no, they actually canceled my visit today for no reason.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I want everybody um, out there in Facebook land to hear what you're going through. Can you start from the beginning and kind of tell your story?
1: Yeah, well, uh, uh, my girl had uh, had her baby, and the DCS investigator shows up, and uh, oh, let me think how to... To start, um, she showed up and uh, wanted to talk to me. She asked me. Uh, she only asked me one time. She said she needed to come see my house, and I, I, I was I was shocked that she was there. And I asked her for some uh, lawful uh, my just her, for her to show me my lawful obligation that I had to cooperate with her. And um, she basically turned turned around and came back with the cops and got my son. Wow. Uh, yeah. She, uh, I committed no crime, no neglect, no abuse. I was at the hospital since my son was born. Um, uh, my uh, my girl had uh, had her medical marijuana card, right? And I I guess that that had a uh, lot to do with why she was there. But she she has a case. There's a case open with her older daughter, but but it was open on the daughter's father. Uh, they weren't together, but her daughter is living with her father, right? And uh, and he he got a case opened up on him and got their daughter taken away. Well, that was like two years ago, and me so me and her had a baby. Right. And he just showed up and and took the baby in in the in the um with the TDA meeting or whatever it's called. Uh, they told us that they will take any baby that she has um, without without needing any any crime or any any reason or abuse or like that. What the heck?
2: And you said that the case was against other husbands, like the, and she,
1: she, she had warned them, wow. Um She is what happened was she tried to get some child support out of, out of the, out of her daughter's dad uh, because she makes a lot of money, and, and he had never even uh, paid anything for his daughter, or, or you know, he, he just totally uh, ignores her, and um, so she had gone to the court to get some child support, and he didn't want to pay it, so he turned it around and, and fought for custody. And they gave him custody of her. And then, um, I mean, it's really a really horrible story. He ended up uh, uh, molesting her and all kinds oh of stuff like God. that. Oh, my God. But the thing is, is it has nothing to do with my son. Right, exactly.
2: No, I'm just trying to get the audience to get a picture of what's going on. Like, this was another person. This was actually... He was the one that did the offense, not her, and she split up from him and gotten with you, and now y'all have had this baby, and CPS just came in and took it.
1: Yeah, and they just walked in, and and then uh, I remember her telling me, uh, she told me that um, I have rules that I'm going to have to follow, and I told her that that's fine. I'm okay with following rules, and I told her, I said, but you have rules you have to follow as well, and she didn't like that one bit, and she uh, broke every rule that they had after wow. that. Wow. Wow.
2: And, and so right, right now, um, the reasoning um, that I was, when I was talking to you the other day, you said that the reasoning that they took the baby was because they said it was going through withdrawal?
1: Well, is what, um, what the removal order uh, states. Is, uh, it states two things. It says, it says that our home is unfit, and it says that there's drug problems. And uh, and when she stated this and got the removal order approved, uh, she they, they have still never been to my house to to say that my home is unfit. I we had a bedroom all ready for my son. Oh my god! Um, so we had his crib, we had all, all the stuff that he needed, and uh, and and there was no way that my home is unfit. Right. And, and but the thing is, she never even came to my house. Um, she did zero investigation. It, it took her ten minutes to put in the. Removal order, uh, get it approved, and be at the hospital. and Have my son in her in her hands. Um, and right on the paperwork, it shows a timestamp of 3:20 is when she put in the the request. 3:24 uh, is when it got approved, and at 3:30 she writes down that she's got my son.
2: Oh my God! And, and and so you said that they said that the kid, the your son, had His, drug issues, saying, drug
1: issues, right? And then, seven
2: right. And then when they tested the baby.
1: He's clean. Clean, right. Clean. That's, that,
2: that's, that's a big thing right there because you're taking my child away because it's supposedly going through withdrawal. and But yet you've tested him and he's clean.
1: Yeah, and then when it came to court, the first court date, uh, the, the girl, the lady making these claims uh, didn't even show up for court. She sent a substitute in. Um, I, I, put a, I put a statement of fact on the record. Uh, or with, I filed it with the court, statement of fact uh, saying that they had never been to my house and that, uh, and that we weren't on drugs and, and, that, um, and that the uh, Social Security Act of 1935 uh, says that they're not allowed to take my baby uh, from me over my objections. And, uh, and I put that in with the court, and the, the judge came out and agreed with uh, CPS, um and kept my son even though there was no no proof or no uh nothing of any abuse any neglect um, i I love my kids i got video i got videos of uh me holding my son playing with my son uh I only get two uh, or uh, four hours a week with him and and uh it's horrible that he's he, and he's being, he's actually being abused and I mean not abused but neglected and possible. I was
2: just gonna ask yeah I was just gonna ask about that because I know that there's some pictures that I've seen and while he's in CPS care do you want to explain a little bit about the abuse he's facing right now?
1: Yeah, it all started. Um, so they took him and uh, we had one visitation with him um, and then uh, it was it was like uh, it was like two or three weeks later and we had another visitation with him and he had his his bottom was so red there was skin missing um i don't even know if it was a diaper rash but it it, it was i've seen the
2: picture it was horrible his poor little butt
1: was red red no i just read what they said about that and they got it in their paperwork that 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 redness was from the drugs coming
2: out of my son's system whatever what drugs they tested him he was clean
1: exactly
2: exactly that is ridiculous and what what else? I know there's more more that's happened—a sunburn saw, or something.
1: We saw uh, we saw that and got a picture of it. And uh, and so they uh, when when we complained about that, they uh, they shut us down our visitation. And this was before before they they uh, shut down in-person visits. It was like three weeks, two or three weeks before they actually did that. They uh, they shut down uh, or they shut our visitations down, and we didn't get to talk even see a video of him for like over a month.
0: Oh my god. And
1: then, yeah, and then we got to do video visits for you know till they till they lifted that and uh so the very first time we seen him in person, it, his head is flat on one side, it's got a big old dent, and then the other side is all bulging out and uh it's 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 horrible. And uh not only that but he stunk so bad that um even the rest of the day I tried washing the smell off of me and I smelled it all, I could smell it until the next day. Man. It uh, smelled really bad. I don't know, you know I mean, it just smelled like, like nobody had bathed him the whole time they were on lockdown. I don't know if that's the case, that, that they never did, but it sure smelled like it.
2: Well, it's clear if his head is on one, I mean, parents know that what that is. When yeah. when a kid is left there and neglected and not taken care of and sitting on one side they don't roll over and I mean that that's probably that sounds like what that description that he told me the head that's just horrible I mean they take your kid away from a a a home that's going to love them that's got everything prepared ready for this child to come home and be in nothing but love they take this kid away and they abuse him and they don't let the father and mother even see him right now. They're saying because of Corona.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. Then you know. they. they, they now we're we get to see him. Uh, now we get to see him. But it was like two months that we didn't even see
2: our newborn, and he was only. They took him when he was two days old. Oh my God.
1: And uh, they they got it listed on there. They said that um that uh it, it, it says that they they go they say we don't know if the parents were bonding with the baby at the hospital. And I mean, I, I used to sing to her belly uh, up until he was born. I was waiting every day to meet my son.
2: Uh, let me ask one more question. Yeah, I know we talk about this too. I asked you, did they court order y'all to get drug tested? Um,
1: um they didn't court order it, uh, uh, but they already had my son, so I agreed to go down there. Right. And I did. I did drop uh a two drug tested before I before I stopped doing right. the drug tests test.
2: because. I, I can tell that everything that they're doing is just trying to build right. more. Right. Yeah. Um, I told them
1: that there might be a little bit of uh, marijuana in my system when I go down the test, but I was right. on the test, and they said that was fine. They just wanted to make sure there was nothing else in my system. Right. And the minute that they got the the test, they said a little bit of marijuana. They acted like, oh, we got you now. And exactly.
2: Exactly, All y'all. This is bullshit, really. I mean, the only thing they found in your system was a little bit of marijuana. And yeah. and then then they turn around and try to make you do a hair follicle test or something, didn't they? I want it was it your wife? Oh uh,
1: yeah, they they uh yeah they actually well the hair follicle test um is what they did with her with uh, Sophia.
2: Right. Oh okay okay okay. With yeah. the other with the other child.
1: Yeah, they haven't they haven't done the hair follicle with Grayson, but uh, they're actually they're so cocky about about taking my son, they they act like uh like. Like there's nothing that can that can stop them, and it's starting to feel like that's the case. That
2: it is the case. I mean, but what what can we do? What when they do that, they come in there and they say you're not taking care of your kid because of a little bit of marijuana? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. and this happens unfortunately all the time. And this is one of the main reasons that I was scared to come out and fight for cannabis because of CPS. Like. At any moment, they could come in here and say, I'm not a good mom. But, I mean, I live out in the public eye. Everybody sees how I take care of my daughter. Everybody knows I my daughter is just fine, healthy. And so, but they could. They could come in here any minute and say, because I smoke cannabis, I'm not a fit parent. And it's wrong. It's totally wrong. And it, it does. It feels like your hands are tied. There's nothing you can do. But. But there is. There's things. And I know that Bobby said he was looking. He wanted to find it, you a good lawyer that's perfect for this. So, um.
1: Yeah, I really need one. I mean, I've been, I cry myself to sleep at night. Um, it's so hard to, to see my son for two hours and then have to leave him. Right. Uh, and then every time we see him, there's something more. Um, uh, the last time we seen him, his finger uh, chip was clipped off with uh, with nail clippers. And – and uh, the time before that, he had severe sunburn across his face because they took him camping, left him in the sun. Um, every single time we see him, he has a new injury. And, uh, and I, I address, you know, in court, I address, I address the, the neglect he's going through, and they could care less. Uh, although they felt so strongly about taking him from me with just the accusation. Of, right.
2: you're going through this I hope that that and this is my hope for this show is to give people a voice like when you're going through this stuff it, it feels hopeless you feel like you're against the world like you said you feel like your hands are tied and yes. um that that's what I like about this show is it gives people a voice it lets you tell your story people need to hear it because they don't know until they start hearing what's What's going on? And you know they they try to cover these cases up that are – I've heard of parents fighting and their kids getting molested in these places, and it's just horrible. They're not taking care of these kids, and it's almost like they're making money off of, like, legal kidnapping.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I Um, mean – They've they've already given me a hush order that I I said I'm not allowed to even mention my son's name online or, or post a picture. Um, because I try, I went on to. They're Facebook trying to interview. gag you. They're
2: trying to set you up. And, uh, Who gave you a
1: letter? Uh, the judge. They, 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 The judge. They, they had a court uh, hearing without me and no representation for me. And they had a court hearing uh, and, and sent me the paperwork saying um, that uh, the judge passed a hush order on me.
2: Oh, my God. I, I don't have
1: a hush order on me so other people can say your child's name all you want.
2: Because they to <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. And,
0: and your George has lost his fucking
1: mind. Let me put it that way.
2: <laughs> Bobby is a lawyer, by the way, and he's the <laughs> one that's helping. You're a professional. Yeah. You're a professional, be clear on that. Definitely.
1: I know what the hell I'm talking about. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And, and, and anybody can say your child's name on the run. If, 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 let's just say the order follows you and it does not even apply to you if you're not in Arizona, by the way, but anybody else can, because that order
2: doesn't mean anybody else. I see a campaign coming on with your son's picture and his name and what he's going through. That's what I see. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And, uh, I had to take my family court page down. Uh, I have a page that I made, of family court misconduct, and, uh, but my, my – uh, my son's mother uh, asked me to take it down because she thinks it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna
2: hurt her day. Yeah. So
1: that's because you don't have anybody playing offense on your on your behalf. And that's gonna change. Yeah. I, because, I, I, because they, they, they have to follow rules, just like you said. And and the reason they get away with a lot of this stuff is because the, uh, the public can't go into these courtrooms because it's for minors. And they and they do it behind closed doors. And that's the problem. And, and it is all about the money. And they don't like being proven wrong once they do things. And they, and they, and they. Um, there's a lot of attorneys out there that are fighting this, without a doubt. There's a monster one in Nevada, which is just north of you, and and I don't know if she'll come down. She has traveled before, but there's a lot of attorneys out there fighting this stuff because it goes on all the time. It does. It's sad. Yeah, uh, I've been looking for an attorney, uh, and I'm having a hard time finding anybody that uh, you know, because a lot of them that I talk to, they just seem like they're part of the. They're part of the, the scam, you know. They they all they want me to do is uh
2: because they're public uh, defenders. They are. They're not for you. I'm telling you, those public defenders are for the state.
1: Yeah, I dismissed my the one that they the lawyer that they appointed me. Um, I dismissed him right, right right away at the first court date. I said I don't I don't need I, I I'm here to to uh, stand up for, for, and answer these charges for myself. And uh because I, I didn't I didn't want to let him uh be my voice when I know he's part of their their system, right? Uh, until I can afford, uh, uh you know, right. that's Chosen. Um,
2: well, we're gonna do everything we can to figure out how to help you. I promise that anything we can do, we are, we are for you a hundred percent.
1: I appreciate that. Um. I, also, I, a friend of mine just got a hold of me uh, the other day and said, uh, if I can find a good lawyer, he's gonna he's gonna help me with the with the cost. So. If you, yeah. you, you guys do find anybody, um, you know, you can let them know that I, I can't afford to, uh, to, uh, you know, compensate them for that. Well, I'm gonna find you somebody. alright.
2: Yeah, Bobby's looking. He wants to find the perfect one, though. He's, 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 he's. He knows. He's trying to max lawyer with your case. Like they're yeah. very good at this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. I definitely, uh, definitely appreciate that because, um, uh, you know, in this kind of uh, situation. Uh, you know, you need that, that, the right person to fight for you. Right,
2: right. I, My heart goes out to you, uh, Stephen. I will do everything I can, like I said, and I'm so sorry. I hope you get to see your son again soon. We'll all be praying for you, and we'll be helping as much as we can. Just let us know what we can do. If, if you get another court case come up or whatever and you want to update your story, let us know. Um, we also have a... Right, right, right. Yeah, you can come on. Let me know, and I'll uh, and we'll update the public on what's going on. And including also, uh, Cup of Joe has shows on Wednesday, and we'll talk with him and see if he can't get you on his show as well.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on.
2: Yes, sir. All, always, always. You have a wonderful night. Thank you for coming on.
1: You, yep. Nice to talk to you guys.
2: You have a great day. You
1: too. Bye.
2: Man, y'all, my heart goes out to him. I mean this stuff does, it happens all the time and um they do. They they're trying to gag him, gag order him so that he can't talk about what's going on and that is wrong. That is totally wrong. And so we as the public need to get up at this point and say, Okay, like Bobby said, maybe he can't say his name, but damn sure I'll get his name and I'll spread it. Bobby'll spread it, so we'll figure we'll figure it out. We'll figure out what we can do. <laughs> Send me a gag order so I can have a reason to go into that court hearing Right, yeah. exactly well, would be fun. <laughs> Heck yeah, y'all But our next guest uh, Paul Tay, he is running for mayor of Tulsa, Oklahoma And he should be here shortly If not already There he is I see his screen. Can you hear me, Paul? There yeah. you are. I see you now. All right. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How's it going? Do- doing good. It's been busy week since we've talked last. Like, it seems like nothing ever stops. So I'm going all 24 hours a day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, look, look at all that swag behind you.
2: Right. Yes. The we got women. freelance floor over here. Yeah. One team, one dream. Uh, he's in prison for... Cannabis in a legal state. And then, of course, we got our Walk for Cane that we're working yeah. on right now. That's the Walk Across America that we're going to be doing next year.
0: Okay. Yeah, it sounds exciting. Absolutely. Heck, yeah. yeah.
2: How yeah. you been since we talked about? Uh, just
0: uh, trying to hang in there with this quarantine stuff. It's, right. Uh, it's killing, killing everybody. It's like, you know, uh, nothing's open. There's nothing to do. Right. <laughs> and all we're doing is just uh these zoom meetings.
2: Ah, the only thing we can do right now, right? Yeah.
0: I mean I I'm not getting out there. Oh, I mean the, the the rates are just just, you know, skyrocketing around here and um you know, it's uh I seen
2: a set of face masks at Walmart the other day. You know how much they charge for 20? twenty? Twenty dollars?
0: Yes. A dollar a piece? Yes.
2: Can That's you believe crazy. that? Those things were cheap as fuck not too long ago.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember getting, the, um, you know, a huge pack of way, way before, um, you know, all this happened. I still have them. And, like, I never thought I'd use, you know, use, use this much. Right. You
2: know? Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. I can't believe what's going on. But I want to, get to talk, uh, let the people know who you are. I know you, I know you but they don't know you yet, so... Go ahead and okay. introduce yourself and tell people yeah. what you're up to in Tulsa, Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, um, my name's Paul Kay, and uh, I'm running for mayor in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've been involved with um, the cannabis uh, criminal, decriminalization movement uh, since, I guess, 2011, 12, 13-ish. Wow. And um, back in the day, uh, say 1980, I would have been horrified with people smoking pot, getting high and stuff, you know, propaganda works. Right. And you go through life. Um, you know, I, I went through um, college. Um, I, you know, military work uh, around the country. And, you know, after a while, you know, um, my views started to evolve. You know, it started to um, uh, change. Uh, I remember uh, watching uh, the uh, uh, California State Legislature debating uh, legalization, decriminalization in 1996. And I was just looking at this on my computer and my jaw was like dropped. Right. Like, oh, my God, is this really happening? That they are talking about uh, decriminalizing marijuana in California. I mean, California is crazy enough, but I mean, we're talking 1996. Yeah. Um, nineteen ninety, um, ninety uh, eight ninety-seven, ninety-eight-ish. They were ahead of the game. They were ahead of the game. Yeah. And um, you know, you fast forward to uh, 2011, 2012 two thousand twelve-ish, and that's that's when I that's when I really got into it. Um, beyond the you know the Cheech and Chong, you know, hey, you know, let's get let's get stoned that's like... That stigma, uh, like, that
2: stigma, on cannabis. Yeah, that yeah, and yeah. The uh, yeah, you, you know, you, you, you think about it, it's like it's
0: it's crazy. Um, so back in the day, I remember um uh, latching onto a a YouTube uh uh, uh uh it's called Reason TV um on on YouTube uh a guy by the name of Judge Jim Gray. Uh, he is. Huge. I mean, his his uh, YouTube video is still a classic, and basically, Judge Jim Gray was an Elf, um, Orange County Superior Court judge in California, and uh, he says that he was a a, a military uh, judge uh, officer, um, basically uh, rolling all these you know low-level drug cases. He says and it's still on YouTube. and right. He basically lays out you know the seven types of people groups of people who are benefiting from the war on drugs and that really that really turned my whole view on uh you know the war on drugs right the war on drugs is, is worse than than the drug itself it's worse exactly than heroin.
2: exactly
0: it's worse than, it's you know it's worse than opioids it's worse than cocaine et cetera. Et cetera. you know um and it, it it's it's Destroys lives, uh, keeps people in poverty, et cetera, et cetera. Rips families and apart. tear families apart, get Terms, taken apart. Turns
2: people into criminals by by putting them in prison and then releases them with no way to get a good job and expect them to rehabilitate.
0: Yeah, we have a whole generation of just basically ruined lives. And is it any wonder that we are where we are in America right now? right. Because we have tore families apart all the, the last 25, 30 years for nothing.
2: It's wrong. It, it really is. It didn't
0: they didn't it hurt anybody.
2: They didn't hurt anybody at all.
1: It, it, we still have drug abuse.
2: Right. It's going to be there uh, no and, matter what. I mean, and, that's a problem we have. I mean, it's not going to go away.
0: Yeah. And, and here we are... Um, You know, 2020, um, we're still at it. Um, The war on drugs is not over by a long shot.
2: All it's done is made the United States a lot of money.
0: Somebody made a lot of money. Um, Dirty cops, corrupt cops, uh, 1994, the whole entire Key West, Florida, police department was hit with racketeering influence, corrupt organization charge. They were all sent to prison, all the, the chief on down. Uh, so this, uh, the whole day I've been, um, you know, reading up on a court case um, that was um, pitched uh, back in uh, 2008 or something like that. Um, uh, well, maybe not. It was, it was the court case is called um, Nebraska and Oklahoma versus Colorado. And I don't know if you guys remember that case, but back in the day, um, um, the Attorney General of um, uh, Oklahoma and Nebraska uh, tried to sue Colorado uh, because they felt like um, uh, Colorado wheat was crossing state lines in Nebraska and Oklahoma and creating all kinds of problems. Right. And you'll know, read through that and um, read through, you know, their initial brief to get permission uh, from the Supreme Court to actually um, sue Colorado. Um, that case was actually thrown out. And um, the reason I, I I brought that up is because I um, I was the guy that um, that challenged the constitutionality of a particular. Uh, state question in Oklahoma to legalize and decriminalize adult, what we call adult use, right? AKA uh, uh, recreational marijuana. Right. <laughs> I don't. The Supreme Court has ever come to um, ruling one way or another whether it control substances act can, in fact, uh, supersede the state statutes of 33 states across what I call the Confederate Cannabis States of America. Uh, Obviously, the states are just huge. And um, when I filed uh, the Constitutional Challenge against State Question um, 807 here in Oklahoma, uh, I used the same exact argument that the Attorney General Scott Pruitt um, and Attorney General in Nebraska use, which is a supreme clause. Right. And it's not that um, I'm, you know, I'm trying to. First of all, I am, you know, <laughs> pro weed. But what it was is I was trying to really
2: blow the system
0: uh, up, stop a state question uh, that was um, actually going to promote recreational marijuana. Right. Right. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it?
2: Yes, yeah, definitely crazy. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's an idea, it's a thought, you know. I mean, the way we're going, it's not really working very well, so.
0: Exactly. California has the most overregulated market in the country.
2: Right. Oregon has the most oversupplied
0: market in the country. The quickest way to make, the quickest way to bump up your margin, really. Is to make the plan cross state lines. You just at least double your margin if you make the thing go cross state lines. Of course, you know, you've um, doubled your risk <laughs> right? of uh, some, uh, some serious time in a federal prison. Um, you know, just for having, a, just for simple possession under the Controlled Substance Act is a misdemeanor. Right. Uh, of course, the feds are not going to go out and, you know, um, bust you for possession um, they may use it for other situations right um, or other you know for other crimes get you on other crimes they'll find they think you're you know a suspect in some other serious crime and they find you know marijuana in uh in your pocket you get you get charged with you get put in jail yeah custody until they figure out um if they've got probable cause for other serious crimes,
2: guilty until you prove yourself innocent.
0: Right. Usually, it's it's um it's it's a gang related uh, situation. Uh, we've got the Irish mob out there. Uh, we've got uh, the Mexican mafia supplying the Irish mob, and um, the the war on drugs is never ending because the supply is never ending. Right. The demand is never ending, and. Just because the feds take down one guy or even a bunch of a, a whole gang of drug traffickers doesn't mean that, that it's
2: the not going to open a, a door spot. to some other guy that's going to supply. Yeah, and, and just it's an, endless, an endless an endless cycle.
0: Somebody's there, right there to take to take their spot.
2: Right. Oh. <laughs> right. There. Well, that's just um, it. A lot of people. Um, I hear this all the time. Well, you know, move to another legal state or, you know, their state's legal. Why are they worried about it? But what they don't understand is no, it's not. Just because the state says it's legal doesn't mean the feds can't come in and bust up their whole operation if they want. Cause this bully gang to basically control who is allowed to sell and who is not. And if you step out of line, oops, you're not allowed to sell anymore. We're going to bust you.
0: Like, what? Yes, we have a lot of corrupt
2: DEA agents controlling the, the market, really. Yep.
0: Um, the, the government is really uh, doing itself a disservice if, in fact, they are truly trying to prevent uh, drug abuse. Right. Uh, they're not doing themselves any favors.
2: They're not trying to do that because throwing people in jail doesn't help their addiction. They are addicted because of some pain they've gone through and they're trying to cover it up. Or, you know what I mean? And if you're not, just because you throw somebody in jail doesn't mean they're going to rehabilitate. You've, you've cut them off from their drug supply. Well, not really, because everybody can tell you can get drugs in jail just as easy as you can out here. But uh, you cut off their drug supply, but you're not solving the problem. You're not rehabilitating the person. They should be Absolutely. in rehab, not jail. Like <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got to get to a point where we start thinking about drug abuse as a public health issue uh, instead of a criminal issue. Uh, if, In fact, that's where we want to be in, in terms of uh, fixing um, uh, the individual, All right. fixing um, the city, fixing the nation in general. Um, and I, I truly believe that uh, everything that, that's happening right now, Face back to the war on drugs. If we can get rid of the, if we can just stop the war on drugs and start thinking about the whole idea of uh, of drug abuse and the public health policy, um, we can solve a lot of. We can solve 80 percent of the of the situations out there. Right, right. Um, and uh, just because you're in a legal state, um, does not mean that you are. Legal, right? You are just in a um, in a what, uh, a, 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 a a mental um, <laughs> you're, just, you're just disconnected from reality. <laughs> the reality is here in Oklahoma. Recently, we just had a Supreme Court case that basically declared that the state of Oklahoma has been has stole Indian land. Half of the state is now considered uh, rightful Indian property, right Indian reservation, okay? Yeah. And we thought, oh, we already got two major criminal cases that um, the state can't prosecute because of that decision. Right. And,
2: um... Uh, yeah, because I mean, when you're on the reservation, the... the they don't have to. They don't deal with state law.
0: Exactly.
2: Because I, I was talking to Apache Nation Charles Vargas, and he was explaining that to me. He was like, "Yeah, no, we're 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 our own nation. Like, they can't say shit on our land." So.
0: And it just happens that the city of Tulsa is on an Indian reservation. Hell
2: yeah!
0: Oh yeah! So Talk about
2: karma, karma, biting them in their ass. That's what they get. <laughs> yeah,
0: and not only are major crimes affected, but what about, um, you know, zoning, property rights? Um, a lot of issues uh, dealing with cannabis is related to property. We've we, we got to have growers that are zoned in a particular way. Dispensaries right. that are zoned in a particular area of town, et cetera, et cetera. And these are civil cases and the whole thing goes from there. Uh I'm not a lawyer and I'm just I just I just ended up learning enough to be annoying and probably dangerous. <laughs> so uh but
2: From what I understand, um, they, it come, it comes it all came down to their people sold their property to to the government. Like, it's fucked uh, up. And it, it,
0: it turns out that you know what money greed. Ninety like percent of ninety percent of the people have some kind of Indian blood here.
2: Exactly. I got Indian in me. Not a whole lot, but I, I do. I have Cherokee Cherokee in me.
0: Okay. Let's say um, you know you got a crooked DEA agent out there, and he's not getting his cut. He can go bust. He
2: can go bust the dispensary. Oh yeah, you're you're you you can absolutely be positive that there's cops shaking down businesses, making them pay so they don't get busted. I mean, I guarantee it. Like, oh,
0: you you know it. You know, the only reason meth, meth, meth dealers get busted is get
1: they didn't pay their
0: Mhm. The guys that are um, doing business like normal, they're paying their cops. That's all there is to it. And um, you're gonna have a lot of uh, DEA agents, DEA federal agents in town, um, looking at um, you know dispensaries, a lot of dispensaries. Um, you know, um, uh, you know our you know, questionable, right? <laughs> if you will, I mean, we've got we got the the
2: totally
0: legal market, which is very expensive to exactly uh, to, uh, to operate in uh, legal state war, state relative.
2: State you you are never gonna get rid of your black market that way. Like
0: you're never gonna get rid of. You got then you have your your black market. You have your you know middle middle um middle ground gray market. And here in Oklahoma, we actually have a. Uh, A cannabis church in Oklahoma City. Cool. Uh, Church 420. Oh yeah. They hold services. Uh, They they broadcast uh, on um, uh, on Facebook. I watch it. Uh, Oh yeah. And there's a there's a cannabis um, uh, incubator,
1: cannabis business incubator in that building in Oklahoma City, and they're
0: out there. And uh, freedom of religion, man. Huh?
2: Freedom of religion. Uh, religion. We've
0: got federal agents coming in, right? And um, that's um, you know the
2: war on drugs is on again. Yep. Out open. Man, it's crazy. So no, I I like all your ideas. You've got some crazy ones, but I can I can be down with some of them. I understand what you're saying. You know we got to make a change. We got to make a difference. So like you said, the black market isn't going to go away the way they're doing this, the laws and all that. It's it's so much simpler just to pay my dealer and get fucking the amount I get for the price I get. I ain't got to pay an arm and a leg and I can grow my own. Like it's so easy. And why, you know, why would I want to pay all this money to buy weed? Cause it's got a brand on it and like, it's crazy. Yeah. What
0: we're doing right now, even with the, State legal lead it's not working. Right. It's not working. So the so, so number one reason why it's not working as a market, as a business proposition, is crossing state lines. That right. is that is the one key. You've gotta put the you gotta put the supply where the demand is when when the when the supply is um not a not uh, it's oversupply. Right. Guess what? Drop like a rock. You've got you've got, you know, 30%, 40% THC, you know, selling for, you know, a song and a dance.
2: Right. Yeah. I
0: mean, you're just selling for, uh, for, you know, dirt weed that you can get you right. know, by the railroad tracks. Uh, and and um, I see the Oklahoma market um, collapsing under its own weight until it can cross state lines.
2: That's so crazy because honestly, before I spoke with you i- I used to think that marijuana uh legalization was was going good in Oklahoma, like I'm in Texas, though, so I just get I get what I hear, you know what I mean, but then right. talking to you i you understand you know no it's not doing good it's there things need to change things need need it, to definitely it, change, need to
0: change even in Oklahoma. It's, right. Uh, grass is not
2: greener on the other uh, side
0: of the red river Uh, for texas you know man we can't
2: um, do nothing our hands are tied. nothing at all you know we have something you
0: know to hang on to but it's but it's all smoke and mirrors
2: all illusion i've i've i'm a texas native i've been here my whole life i was born and raised in dallas fort worth area okay and i am moving i am leaving because i have noticed as an activist here, there is nothing really that you can do. You can fight. You can get out on the street. you can. And, and there's, I can't petition. We can't change laws. It's all dirty, and it's all greed, and it's pissed me off. And I, just, I am. I'm moving. I'm getting out of Texas. I'm still going to fight and continue to fight for Texas, um, but me, myself, I'm moving because, number one, it's safer. I won't get my kids taken away. I'll be able to use my medicine. And I can still continue to fight and do what I do from another state. It's close enough to where I can still do walks. Amarillo, here we come. I know a lot of people (laughs) have been asking us to go to Amarillo. What we'll be doing is driving down once a month from Colorado and doing walks in Amarillo and driving back. So, COCW Colorado coming soon.
0: That is the most saddest (laughs) statement (laughs) ever. Right.
2: Thank you my home state that I've lived my whole life wow yeah. and and that's coming from an activist that has fought has gone gone the legal way like everybody told me you should go fight, go to the court, go to austin it's it and it does all the activists here are really heartbroken because they are they're realizing that the state of Texas is not for the people it's greed and money and they what they want, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's all it's all graphing. Well, you know, that, is, that is really sad. That is um, that is sad, and and, and the truth fact of the matter is, um, the people of Texas um, probably 85 percent of them are supportive of marijuana decriminalization. Exactly,
2: there they're, it's overwhelming the support medically for cannabis in texas we are more than 75 percent. people are okay with it
0: and and you know the folks who are in office they'll get voted on to stay in office yep and um
1: and it's just
2: it is it's sad and i know but i will continue to fight like nobody's shutting me up like yeah i'm addicted now uh (laughs) give me a give me something to fight for i'm in (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: but hell yeah thank you so much Paul, for coming on mayor for tulsa oklahoma y'all how did they get a hold of you uh
0: i'm on facebook um uh full day. Uh, i have a um um my uh, campaign page full uh tulsa mayor 2020 uh you can uh, uh send instant message whatever um you know that's Probably the way, uh, quickest way to get a hold of me and on uh, Facebook, and I'll, I, I I check that and um, whatever I can do to help. Um, really, uh, I'm I'm like one guy. Right, right. And we, um, you know, we just need to have um, one, guy one guy. We're
2: all just one guy. We're all just one guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: We can okay. make a difference. Yeah. We really can. We just got we got to get together and fight on it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Paul. It is 8 o'clock, so that's our show for today. All right, Candace. We'll see you next time. You have a great see night. Right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Heck yeah, y'all. So that's Candace Corner for today. Remember, Raising Cane's will be July 18th from 2 to 420. So if y'all are out in the Arlington area on North Collins Street, we will be out there showing our support for legalizing cannabis and ending cannabis prohibition and human solution international y'all we are their texas chapter and we will be spreading the word about them as well as the walk for change walking across america i love all 'all. y'all y'all have a great night Peace, andrea time to do dishes